welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this lurgy-ridden show, uh, we'll be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, and that is Can You Hear Me? Uh, which appears to have uh, well, sparked some kind of debate, hasn't it, really? Yes. Yes, it has, but uh, we'll come to that a bit later. First of all, first of all that I must apologise uh, for my, my croaky voice. Um, I appear to have come down with some kind of... Earlier in the week it was a throat infection, now I've got a chest infection, so if there's any uh, outbreaks of coughing, uh, you'll, you'll know exactly uh, what's going on. <laughs> you'll have gout by the end of the month. <laughs> you sort of set me off. <laughs> oh, crikey. Oh, dear, that's, that, that and rickets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear, should we do the news before I uh, burst into another... Uh, Another uh, outburst of uh, synchronised coughing. Yes. Yes, now we've only got one bit of news for you this week, and that is the Faceless Ones animation, which we know is coming out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. Um, now that's got a re- now got a release date of the 16th of March. We've got a nice uh, little um, graphic of the uh, DVD or Blu-ray um, cover, and um, I can't wait. Well, it seems to be waiting an eternity for this to come out. Yeah, I mean, they, they did advertise it. Some time ago, didn't they? Yeah, sometime last year. So, um, but those who are lucky enough, and I'm unfortunately I'm one of them. Um, I it will be shown at the BFI on the Saturday, the 29th of February as well. So, um, if if you happen to know who I am, then, then come and uh, say hello. Paul, unfortunately, you, you again, you're not joining me for this one, are you? I was going to say, put your hazmat suit on as well before you meet Phil, because it's <laughs> yes. I- as I cough all over you and, and pass on my hereditary gingivitis. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. I I can't make it due to due to the fact that I have a low immunity system. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Now, um, of course, as we, um, you might not know actually that the um, there's only two um, episodes out of the face ones that actually still exist. Um, so what they've done, they've um, actually animated all six episodes. Um, so you also get you get a on the DVD you also get a making of the animated series, you've got camera script PDFs, you get the surviving film fragments from the story, five Easter egg surprises. It's, it's a Kinder egg poll, and yes. uh, and you also get a, a coming soon Fury from the Deep trailer as well. Hmm. So there we are, there we are. So it's uh, so it's uh, it, apparently this one is the mostly missing eighth serial of the fourth season of Doctor Who. Um, so this was original broadcast between April and May. 1967, crikey. Yes. That's a long time ago, long time ago now. But uh, now I can't wait for this one because it's a story I know absolutely nothing about. Yes, I know. I'm disappointed not to be going. Yeah. Um, so. All I know, Pauline Collins is in it and she was once, uh, I think she they wanted her to stone as a companion. Yeah. Because she was so good. That's all I know. That's all I know about this story. So it's, uh, I mean, for me, this is like a, a brand new Doctor Who for me, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's, that's that's actually the good thing about these, isn't it? That they are actually bringing these stories back to life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's uh, I just hope that there's enough appetite out there for people to keep buying them. I certainly will all the time they're there. I certainly will. I I, I think there will be. I think there has well, there has been, and I think there. Yeah, yeah. So long may it continue, as I can say. Mm. But uh, anyway, so that is that is about it for the news. So um, well, I'm very very sorry. He's very. We've, we can't delay any longer, I'm afraid. Let's go to Omega Stats Corner. Yeah! 
Right, now the overnight viewing figures for Can You Hear Me? Um, it's watched by 3.81 million viewers. Um, that was the unofficial overnight figures, and it made it the most, uh, well, it wasn't the most popular one of that day, and it only got an 18.8% 8 of the total viewing audience uh, for uh, for Sunday, which is uh, the lowest it's been, actually. Yeah. The lowest it's so been. Dancing on Ice's figures were up slightly, weren't they? Yes, they were, at 4.84. Corner Midwife, yeah, again, got the highest for the evening um, at 6.39. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I know people could say, no, we, we said it before, oh, nothing to get worried about, you know, it's, uh, but it is, it is, uh, it's dropping each week, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. As, as Dancing and Ice went up, I don't know. Is that nearing its climax? I've got absolutely no idea. I don't watch it. Sorry. I don't... No, no, <laughs> no I don't... idea at all. <laughs> this has been interesting, wasn't it? And our review, our review of Can You Hear Me can't be done this week because we both watched Dancing on Us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's, that's when people start worrying where Doctor Who's going. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, I think people try and explain it by saying, oh, it was the, um, it was the storm, uh, Storm Storm Chiara that, um, that, that caused it. It knocked out people's televisions. Well, um, if that was the case, more people, more people watching Dancing on Ice. If that was yeah. the case, um, yeah, people just making up ridiculous um, excuses for this now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even. Maybe not even the, you know, the, the you know, the you know, the ordinary, the the, the not we. I should say are really engaging with it. As you know, the casual viewer. Maybe I should. I should say. Yeah, don't know. Right. It's it's peculiar. Right. It's very peculiar. It's just is it? Oh, I don't know. Just just is it the time on a Sunday? Sunday's never been a good night for viewing figures, though. I don't think really, unless you're. No, I, I mean that's that's the that's the problem. They, they keep putting it up against things like Dancing on Ice. Mm. Um, and when it was on a Saturday night, it was always going up against the X Factor. And yeah, there's not much they can do about it. Any time, as, as we said before, anything when you've got like a um, an audience vote. That's what people, you know, that's what yeah. people want to watch these days. They want to do this interactive stuff, which, you know, I, I couldn't care less about, to be honest. And like, um, but that's my personal point. taste, you know. You know, if, if you want to watch both programmes, you're going to watch Dancing on Ice Live and watch and the... Doctor Who afterwards, yeah. Yeah, the re yeah. iPlayer version of Doctor Who at a later, yeah. later time. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, it does appear that, you know, there's not even um, sort of that many... Um, sort of tuning in on on the catch up either, to be honest. But but I think it isn't the way the figures are done that that's that's. Oh, do you know what? I don't care anymore, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Really, it is what it is. Um, and I think the AI um, for this week's one was fairly low as well. Um, Seventy eight, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not that great again. But then again, I think the. Um, isn't the AI just taken from people who watch it live? It's not done through. Yeah. It's not done through catch up at all, is it? No. Well, if they're already giving it out now, then it must be, mustn't it? Because yeah, it's already available. I can't see. No, I can't. How they but, can. Uh... Well, talking of catch ups, um, Praxius had a final official rating of five point two two million, um, and it made it the twelfth most watched um, BBC television program for the week. 
and it was 28th across all television, and it had a final 23.5% of the total TV audience. Yeah, um, and you can you can see Dancing Ice hardly makes up any. No, because it's one of those. It's a live show. You you know if it's you know it's uh, unless you're just tuning to watch the skating. That's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, interestingly, because I did actually look up some figures during the during mm. the day, as you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and oh, another t- another program that doesn't really make up a lot of lot of over over the week. Yeah. Is Country File. That hardly has any. Well, so, certainly, certainly, what it doesn't have is it doesn't have many people on. Um, iPads and phones and whatever tablets. Well, do you know what? I, I only think, think is that there's not much Wi-Fi in the country. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, there isn't. I know that. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe it, it's just that thing that Country Fault is a Sunday night program. Yeah. It's one. It's one of those sort of ah programs, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's, it's, it's sort of gentle, and you know, it's just not. It's, uh, it's, it's songs of praise for the modern age. It is, isn't it? Is songs of praise still on? Um, if it is, I think it's something like around about three thirty in the afternoon now, or Ooh, something blimey, like that. Okay, okay. It's um, yeah, no, that's unfortunately, unfortunately, their viewing figures went down as well. Yeah, sounds like it. It's uh, still there though. Yeah, still there. I think there'll be a big um, someone's kind of hoo ha if they if the BBC decide to cancel that. But uh, oh well, there you are. There I think you their are. biggest problem was they've only really had the one regeneration, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Oh dear. Yeah, they should mix it up a little bit, shouldn't they? Yeah. Maybe there's a maybe the regeneration that came before that one. Yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't know about. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, let's see what. Uh, oh dear, that that Paul, that's controversial. <laughs> we'll lose listeners. Yes. Yes. Oh uh, dear. Yeah, I, I think the whole the ratings thing just sort of yeah. It, it's it's it is what it is really. I, I can't. It, yeah. It's dis, it, I just find it disappointing really that more people aren't um, sort of engaging with it. Um, however, maybe just the kind of stories they're telling. Maybe word gets round. As you know, social media does tend to accentuate the negative rather than the positive. Um, and I think that just sort of, that seems to bubble to the surface, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I just there's something gotta... putting people off, and I don't know what it is. Seriously, no. don't know. But uh, yeah, maybe it is the uh, I say that it's the negativity that sort of seems to float around on social media. Um, yeah, that seems to be that seems to be the, that is king at the moment, isn't it? Social media that sort of people tend to believe that rather than. So present them with the actual facts. Yeah, I mean, you do you do think actually? I mean, what, where where does it go really? I mean, because if people are not going to watch it because they're believing, are they giving up on it, or are they just you know believing the the lack of hype, so to speak? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I think know. I think that's yeah. You know, I think it's got that you know the lack of. Well, I do think the lack of hype. Um, I mean, the interesting that, thing is really because if you it. think that. Fugitive from the Jadoon was pretty much well received and got quite yeah. a good pro. You then didn't get a. You'd have thought you'd then got a spike. A, a little for bit of the, a, yeah, for the, a, for the watching seven days 
after that, and B for the next episode, but it just yeah. didn't happen. It didn't. No, there, there's. Oh, I don't know what it is. There's something putting people. I don't think it's Jodie Whittaker because she's a she's a um, a popular actress in the UK. Mm. Especially coming off the back of something like you know, um, uh, was it Broadchurch, which yeah. is an enormous hit over here. So you know, yeah. a, a, a profile is high. So um, yeah, don't know. It's oh. weird. Very weird. And, and by that argument, you can say it can't be Chibnall because coming off the back of Broadchurch, which was an enormous hit. Well, put it this way. Certain writers can do sci-fi, some can't. Mm. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not. I'm the, unfortunately for me, the jury's still out with Chibnall. I'm afraid. I, I, um, I was thinking. I was thinking in the week is actually, perhaps he's just not suited to the short form story. No, maybe not. Because actually, one of the things that you do get a feeling that quite a few of the episodes seem to be a bit rushed, of which I mm. think we'll find. There'll be more of that later. Yes, I um, think so. And you do wonder whether, you know, it's if he had... If if, if, if you could go back, as, as, as we sometimes sometimes wish we could, to, yeah. to, to the days of six-part episodes, mm. whether the stories would be better, some of these stories would be better, because there would be the time to... Well, yes, it's, 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 it's funny because I, I I'm, was going to mention something on those lines when we get to our review, uh, to be honest, or discussion, yeah, I mean, whatever the hell you want to call this, it. Yeah, this, so. this is obviously, this is obviously we've been thinking along the same lines. Yes, obviously we have, we have. So um, perhaps on that note, we should perhaps move on to that. <laughs> I think we should. So let's, let's wrap up the news and stats, then, shall we? Yes. Yes. Okay. So another week, then. That was the news. Everybody, we'll just continue where we just left off. Uh, we're now going to talk about. Can you hear me? Welcome to Aleppo. Very beautiful city. The last few days, I've been having nightmares. Dark, messed up stuff. And there's this block in them. Keeps recurring. Watching my dreams. <laughs> Waiting in the dark. Can you hear me? Help me, Graham. I promise to keep you safe. We will work this out. You have to get out! <gasps> Who's that girl in the orb? And where are my friends? Your worst fears? My creativity. Who are you? And I believe, Paul, it is your turn to uh, kick off proceedings this week. So what did you think of this one? As if um, I don't already know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've, we've, had a, we've had a brief taster of where this yes. might be going. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a good story ruined by sci-fi. <laughs> or... Just not a really worked out sci-fi story. Yeah, I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. Um, I liked, I liked the actual human element of this story. Yeah, but 
found myself and and actually there there, there was a part where the sci-fi part of this was was actually interesting but was it rushed towards the end oh god yeah yeah um okay let, let's should, should we do the sci-fi bit first yeah yeah okay let's do the sci-fi bit first well um Actually, unfortunately, it also ties into the, into the the whole um, mental health thing as well. Uh, the um, first one you get the, the 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 doctor responding to this sort of sort of May Day from Aleppo, um, yeah. in in thirteen eighty Aleppo, I should say. Um, now, the only reason for them mentioning this because as the doctor quickly gives a little history lesson um, is that they, they, indeed they were very very um, ahead of their time. With um, helping people with mental health issues, yeah, which is that that's that's you know that's absolutely spot on. But it didn't actually do anything with the plot. Okay, you had um, what's her name, uh, Tahira, with those monsters that 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 she imagined that the um, the immortals plucked out of her nightmares and made real. Um, but you could have done that anywhere. Why did it have to be thirteen eighty Aleppo? Other than to say, oh, in thirteen eighty Aleppo, they were very, very good with dealing with mental health issues. But then, when you've got a time travel program, why not? Is that any? But uh, is, yeah, it, but is it, it ser- any but, any any less relevant than doing it? But it in didn't a serve modern, any. It was pointless. Hospital. It was absolutely pointless. If you set that, if you set it in th- in thirteen eighty Aleppo, then fine. But it didn't serve anything. It didn't do anything with the plot, other than to bring another character back on onto the. T- That's another thing I've noticed in this series. Um, a lot of people from history or plucked out at different times, just been taken onto the TARDIS. Yeah, That's happened quite a lot this season, actually. But, but only two um, have had their minds wiped. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, make any sense that at all? But um, yeah, I, I just. No, thought, I well, mean, no, I, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't actually even see the problem with that. I mean, there's just. I don't see. That it gave the Doctor a chance to go off on her own. And and you sort of had the, the whole thing about, you know, wanting to show people this is something new. Whereas mm. if you'd set it modern day, um, a modern day hospital, would it, you know, it wouldn't have mean, meant anything. And where else, you know, when else do you send set it? I mean, you can you can set just set it any time. So why not? If you've got a, if you've got a point in in time where yes, you can say that this was um, something that happened, then fine. Yeah, dude, set it there. I mean, there's there's no there's there's as much reason to set it there as there is to not set it. Then so you know, it's just just really a case of why not. We can do it. We've got the technology to be able to create something like that. So let's do it. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm not going to agree with you on that one. I'm afraid. I just thought it was pointless. Um, it, it, as I say, you could have done the same thing somewhere else. I mean, it's it's fine if you if you're going to use that as a history lesson. But this is one of my my issues with this. Um, what did it want to be? This story. 
Did it want yeah. to be the cipher? Did it want to be a lesson on, on mental health? Did it want to, you know, it was, again, it was that whole thing of chucking ideas in, into the pot and see and see what works. But it didn't seem, um, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm reading it all wrong, but for me, the, the cipher element and the mental health element didn't gel that well. They seem to be two different plots, um, plots, cohabiting in the, in the same um, in the same episode and never the twain shall meet as far as I was concerned uh, yeah to a certain extent I mean yeah yeah because it's sort of got itself I mean what is it was it, Sli- was it mental health or, or into, people's or people's or nightmares nightmares yeah it seems yeah. to not quite differentiate between those two yeah which I thought was was an odd one um I suppose if if it does take their actual very real real worries and force yeah. them to to play them out in their in their dreams, then maybe that makes a bit more sense. But that wasn't really necessarily explained. Only really with. Um, Yazzie's remembering yeah. her situation and how she felt, and it's well, sort of them I mean, trying I mean, to play that, that through as if as yeah, if actually I mean... no one had been there for her. This is where, <laughs> but there wasn't actually anything necessarily there as to what would have happened differently. You know, where where was she going? What was she doing? So it didn't really spend enough time on that. No, it I just, think this it, is... there wasn't enough time spent. I mean, it would have been interesting to examine the whole why Yaz was running away. Where, what, what, did, what in her mind was she going to do? Yeah, I mean, it gave. It gave I mean, I mean, thank Christ, it gave her a little bit of you know character background. Um, yeah, you know, long overdue, and it sort of it, it sort of explains the reasons why she. You know, can't, you know, can't explain the reason why she joined the police. Yeah, but um, and and, the, and and I was gonna say the payoff, literally the payoff to to that episode at the end was good. Yeah. But, yeah, that was good. But yeah, um, other bits. I mean, the fact that I mean, how how long a game are these? Are they playing that they've been tormenting? Ryan's friend waiting for Ryan to come round. <laughs> well, that seems th- to be, you know, this is the bit that makes sense. This, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. One minute you're in 1380 Aleppo, and then all of a sudden they're, I'm not, they can because they're immortal and do what the hell they like. But why just pick on, um, you know, Yaz, Ryan, and Graham? Yeah. There was no sort of like logical reason why why it's all of a sudden what you know was it because they detected they were time travellers they wanted the doctor there I mean what well was the... yeah I think think I mean that was, was it that it? it I don't know it it was to lure the doctor to the um, platform that the doctor would then want to free the prisoner they couldn't do it because it needed somebody from. There was something about it's like needed something from this dimension or this area of space or whatever to be able to do it. 
However, whatever the lock was, it was not. It was something that was set that they couldn't do it. So they needed an outside person, clever enough to do it. Yeah. And obviously, they'd been watching the Doctor and decided that the best way to get the Doctor to do it was to actually See, the, make the make, is, make, it, make 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 feel that there was somebody in peril to so rescue. The thing is, but the thing is, what? Why only do that to Graham? She she only appeared that was it. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? R- 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 only appeared to Graham, but not to Yaz or Ryan. So yeah. And what? Z- Z- and why yeah, actually? Zellin- when when he materializes in the Tardis, does he come from Aleppo? Why not straight from the platform? Yeah. So if she if the idea was that the Doctor would follow him, mm. then surely it was better. That he followed followed him straight to the platform. Would have thought so, but yeah. I mean, I can just, understand. I can understand to a just certain extent that they wanted to they wanted to give an idea as to what was was happening, and the yeah. bet. and obviously, I mean, why why Graham was chosen to be given the to be actually contacted by um, the prisoner. I don't know. Yeah, but. It did, it did, it did, it did make a, a very good line on that. So if you give me an A to Z to the universe, I'll be able to pin. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, actually, Bradley Walsh have a couple of good lines in this week's so, well, yeah. actually. But um, now I think the um, going back to the immortals or eternals, you want to, you want to call them. Um, I mean, I must admit, I didn't expect to hear or see rather. Um, those particular antagonists pop up again in Doctor Who, to be honest with you, and, and also get mentions of, you know, the Guardians and and the Celestial Toy Maker, yeah, um, as well. Um, and again, it, it was just it's something for won't mean a, a jot to no, just throwaway lines to anybody throwaway line who exactly. Know what yeah, what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I quite like that. And I, yeah. I, like I said, I quite like the idea of it. It was just. All too simple an execution of the yeah. I mean, I thing. think the and it was other... and it was and it was also a hell of a lot of the sonic screwdriver solving it all, wasn't it? Oh god, wasn't it just? I mean, it really it, was in magic it, wand mode this week. It, it cracked the the code. Then was able to take control of the fingers, which might help. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even quite understand how that all works. How by no. By exactly by getting the by controlling the fingers, they managed to put them back into the the trap. I don't get it either. Um, that, that that just it did it just seemed to now, go. The fingers thing, the fingers thing. Um, I thought the first time I saw it, I thought that's quite creepy. Yeah, it 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 looked bloody stupid when he just sort of landed it in his ear. Um, yeah. Just well, well, of... actually, actually, what made me think of that is. He sent four fingers and a thumb off. One finger went in the ear. Where did the others go? Where did the others go? Exactly. <laughs> why did he have to launch all five of his digits? Well, he just could explain one. why he woke with a start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it, it was just um, it. I thought it was fine the first time I saw it. It was fine. I thought, oh, that's yeah. quite good. But then it was sort of the law of diminishing returns for me after that. I'm afraid that, it, it yeah. just looked. Yeah, I thought you know. You must have other means at your disposal to extract uh, nightmares from people. But uh, now, yeah, the other and thing as you say, like, why, why, have to, why do you have to launch all of them? 
yeah. why not when there's just one person there does not want just one finger detach yeah exactly so well, finger licking good obviously Paul yeah, obviously obviously um, now actually co- coming on to the whole nightmare um, thing and this is what um, well, that's sorry, gonna... the other the other thing is when the finger goes in the air they don't even start singing folk do they <laughs> It's not. There's not an Aaron bit of Aaron knitwear in sight, was there? No. <laughs> Could have had a little bit of pentangle, couldn't we? I mean, <laughs> oh dear. Now, what we're going to say, um, the nightmare thing. Now, that should have really formed the the I, thought, I don't know the backbone of the story. Yeah. Because it was done brief scene for each character with their nightmare, and that was it. Um, and really, it should have been more about. You know, you, you, as you say, it was over far too quickly. Yeah. And you could have expanded this story just by having the Doctor um, rescuing them from their nightmares, which I think would have made an interesting story. And you, right. could, and you, could, and you could still could have t- kept your, you know, the, the mental health aspect to it as well. But it was just over. It was just done. And that was it. What, to a large extent, I felt this story could have done with is you could have had episode one dealing with the build-up and the the mental health side of it and the confronting your fears and your insecurities and that. Yeah. And then the second half of it could have been the fight against the aliens. Yeah. The Eternals. That may have worked better, but it just seems to be... Like I say, it was just such a... such a... too simple a solution... To getting rid of these all-powerful beings, yeah. Which she, she even the doctor even has time to put a, make a joke while they're standing there doing nothing. I oh, know it's, mm, it's not good, is it? Really? No. I, I kind of enjoyed it, but it was, it was but, creepy in in you know in, in certain places, which I quite liked. But I, I watched it again and I enjoyed it more the second time. I have to yeah. say, and it it, it wasn't. There, there was enough good ideas in it, and enough where you could actually feel, yeah, actually, I can understand that, and that's to make it a, a decent premise for a story. Mm. I just think the sci-fi bit of it fell down a bit; it was just too rushed. Yeah, I think this is, and the... it took the rest of it with it. Yeah, I think this this has been my my kind of issue with this series so far um is that they, they want to get across their um a, a message whether it's re- re- you know re- what's relevant to to us living in the, in the 21st century and this week it was mental health and and i think this is my um problem with the sci-fi bit is getting left behind because you had a whole 10 minutes at the end given over to them addressing whatever issues they had. Yeah. Now, it's yes, it's important, um, and I've never um, come out of it before on, on this particular um, on this podcast at all. Actually, um, is that um, I have had my own mental health issues, which I've received treatment for, and and I still they're still ongoing, basically. So I know how to sort of you know control them now. Well, control them better, put it that way. Um, however, 
I don't want to be reminded of that in one in my in Doctor. I watch Doctor Who for escapism. I watch it so I can get away from that. Just for one, you know, for you know, for forty-five to fifty minutes a week. That's it. Yeah. So I don't always want to be reminded of the fact. Yeah, the fucking oh, excuse my French. The planet is burning, or with the the oceans are full of plastic, or there's people out there who need help. Yes, it's true. There is, um, and all these things are going on, but just sometimes. I just want to put those things to one side and just enjoy something. So, you know, that that's my that's that's my own take on it, really. Yeah. And I just think right. it just needs to take the foot off the pedal of that on that a little bit and just make some good fun stories. Hmm. I mean, the two times really in recent times when Doctor Who's tackled this subject, the sci fi part of it has really let it down, hasn't it? If you go yeah, back to yeah, yeah, um, but I think it comes back Vincent to the, the fact they they the haven't really whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is though, it's because they're not employing sci-fi writers for for the series. These people have never written sci-fi before, um, which is fine. It's it, people have got to learn di- you know different disciplines, but um, I think they're they're there just to bring across that more um, human or, or relevant aspect um, to, to, to Doctor Who now. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I just think it's just, there isn't enough time in a 50-minute episode to write the two stories that this really, well, the two cover the two areas that this neat story needs to cover. Yeah, without yeah. something, from probably both of them suffering. Um, how you get round that with the the way the format is for Doctor Who now, I don't know. And in a longer, like I say, going back to in a longer six part series, mm. there would have been times you could have you could have woven it through the story, through the sto- both both parts of this through the sto- through the through the episodes. A lot more easily and seamlessly than you do when you're trying to fit it in fifty minutes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is the. Um, I mean, maybe this is why people aren't watching it. People with people. I don't know. They always say, you know, that well, people don't like sci-fi. They want something that's relevant and and, and means something to them. Um, RTD. I know people moaned about it at the time. When you look back, he actually struck that balance very, very well. It was oh, it's too much like a soap opera, but he still managed to intertwine the sci-fi into it, and I don't think they're quite so successful in this particular era. Yeah, when, it, so, it, it, it feels a bit clunky, if you see what I mean. Yeah, and and so far this series, I mean, this series we have had that we've we've had a lot of. Human-based stories as well, haven't we? Well, this is the first episode where they've actually left Earth. Yeah, but then it's to save humanity. The threat yeah. still to Earth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they're sort of forgetting the space. You said about the time they can do anything, but they're forgetting about the space bit as well. Yeah, really. Yeah, but. Uh... 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm being a bit too harsh on it. But, you know, it's just that what they're trying to do is important message. Um, but I just think now, you know, it, I think it's just time just to sort of just have some fun with this. Maybe next week's yeah. one. Next one does look a bit more fun. And it's just um, odd that, yeah, as you say, they seem to be getting the, the human aspects of it seem to be doing a slightly better job with the human aspects of it than they are with the sci-fi aspects of it. Yeah. And perhaps they need to quite get the balance a bit more. Yeah. There. But the thing is, though, if they're aiming... I mean, people seem to be undecided of, of who Doctor Who is aimed at these days. So, you know, it's, it's a, um, a family show. But when you've got most of the family... Um, I'm, and I'm saying my household now... Um, fifty percent have stopped watching it, um, and the other fifty, twenty five percent of it, my I, my my son Scott says it's boring, and it's only me that's kind of stick with it, and I'm not that enthralled with it either. Yeah. So something's wrong. Something is wrong because even they're saying, oh, you know, um, I mean, my wife and daughter started watching it because of Jodie Whittaker, but they they just say, oh it's rubbish, and they don't watch it now either. So something's wrong. So something's not right there. If they're saying that you know they've done it to sort of dress the, oh I don't know, maybe I'm sort of reading too much, you know, some, some whatever gender inequality it was there. Um, well, I'm sorry, it, it, the 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 fifty percent of this out of my household is female, and they're not watching it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. As I say, because Jodie Whittaker is good. I mean, given given the right script, she's fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. I just don't. I just don't think that the the scripts are up to up to scratch too much, to be honest. But uh, that's just my that, that's my personal. But I'll probably get loads of detractors for this. But hey, that's why we do yeah. a podcast. It's our personal opinion, isn't it? So <clears throat> no, I mean, like I say, I I, I just. Yeah, I think they just got caught between two stalls with this one. Yeah. Now, um, the, the the big talking point, or the thing that appears to have divided people, which has made the BBC release a statement, is the Doctor's reaction to uh, Graham talking about his fears of his cancer returning. Yeah. So what, what did you... When you watched that, what did you make of that? Bear in mind, um, we watched it before any um, BBC official statement had been released. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, my views, actually, the way I took it is is pretty much actually how the how what the BBC statements sort of coming out saying. Yeah, um, which is obviously me just. Pandering to the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to get a free license for you, know. Um, <laughs> It'll never happen. Not even when I'm 75. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my thought on that was, look, the take on that was that a lot of the reasons why people won't reach out to family and friends, they feel may have a problem is because they don't know the answer. Exactly. Um... And what that was supposed to be conveying, I felt, was that actually just being there 
maybe all that is is, is as much if that's as much as you can do that might be a help you don't have to have all the answers no so i think this, be there for somebody that's right i think this is the problem because everyone seems to think the doctor has all the answers and yeah. the doctor doesn't always no. um and sometimes you're Graham, I think Graham sees the Doctor as, as, as you know, like his best friend. Yeah. Um, but sometimes asking your friends isn't the right thing to do. They're not the right people to ask. Well, not not that. They don't because even your friends don't have the answers. Oh, yeah. It's not just but, about the but, Doctor. But, it's, it's but, your... but I think, but I think this was, was supposed to be because what if the, the Doctor, if, the, if they do that, saying the Doctor turns around with this brilliant answer, then actually, if you've got a friend that you feel you should be. You may need you, you you should be you know reaching out to to see if you can help. Then that actually you think well actually I I wouldn't have been able to have done that. No. So perhaps I'm better off not trying. Because I know I think some you know, some people are even saying the doctor should travel forward in time and, and got the cure um, for cancer for for, for Graham and you know and sort with him out. Well, well yeah, but that that then that's just basically that that then becomes the answer to every single episode. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I mean, I mean, you could say, oh, the doctor just reaches under the console and pulls out a little glass little tube vial of that's some. got the cure. <laughs> yeah. As we had, what was it? The almost people, was it? It was the second one of the flesh. Yeah, the rebel flesh. Yeah. Was it that one? Was it that one, or was it Curse of the Black Spot? Because that well, was I a medical was that thing. One, it? I thought it was the the leader, the female. Oh, yeah, so Leader. long ago, I can't remember. I can't of remember. Was, was You're probably right. Was, I know it was, was definitely in that. It, it was definitely in that, what, an episode from that series, wasn't it? It was definitely yeah. that series, series um, six. Yeah. But, uh, I can't remember. No, I can't. I can't. But um, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people expected from that room. But for the BBC to actually release a statement, um, yeah. I mean, they're obviously upset that it, it's not been taken as it was. Written as intended, yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the yeah. only thing is, actually, I think it would have been better if the Doctor had turned around and said, "Look, not everyone has the answers, but you know, well, it's, it's we're, just, we're always, that, you know, the, we're the always, doc- there's always someone there for you if you want them to be, you know, rather yeah. than just sort of turn around and say, well, 'Well, I'm just going to wander off here now and pretend I'm going to find up with a clever knife.' That sort, of, that that bit of it didn't quite." The fact the fact that Doctor didn't have an answer, I didn't mind. I thought no. that was slightly that almost the Doctor sort of runs away from it. <laughs> was it was a bit? Yeah, yeah. I think it was just the way it was. Quite the the way, but yeah. I mean, I quite like the idea that I mean, because everybody else. I mean, you had Yaz sort of. It showed where, where Yaz's solution came from. Yeah. To help her, well, not solution, but where her help came. Ryan basically helps his friend and then tries to, you know, to convince him to well, yeah, set because, off I on mean, a, I mean, a, a road to doing that. Yeah, so you sort I mean, of had the two of them have been helped. <laughs> but, I mean, there was a sense where, look, there's not always a straightforward answer. No. No, there isn't. And it does I, appear. I, it I does that, appear that was fair enough, but yeah, I, I I can agree that the the doctor could have handled it slightly better, but I don't agree that the doctor should have come up with a with a solution. Mm. 
because there's not always a solution. No, exactly. Or there's, and I think, there's and not I always think it, an answer that's going to help, no matter what. No, and as you say, it would, it would have been wrong to have the doctor says you, you know to have nipped in the future, got the cure, or as you say, reached under the console. Yeah, it, it, it would have been wrong. It would have been wrong, but now I can I can see the message they were trying to put across. Um, it just seems it, it missed the it missed the target for a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and uh, to be honest, though, everybody's going to look at this subject slightly differently because everyone's going to have slightly different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's sort of a problem if you like with trying to deal with um current, with issues real issues mm. um the your your view is not always going to be agreed with no exactly and you you're not going to have always experienced everybody in the audiences had everybody in the audiences experience of it to be able think- to give a definitive yeah, I, I, I think this is this is the you know one of, one of the issues we we have now anyway is the fact that um, people latch onto things as 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 fact or take an opinion as fact. Yeah, and the media say it's wrong. Um, it's an opinion. Um, the doctor didn't know how to deal with that, so she did, so she dealt with the best way she could. So to her, it was the right way to do it. She didn't yeah. know what else to do, so but everyone else said it's wrong. It's wrong to do that. That's not the way you deal with it. And really, what would you do in that situation? Yeah, but it was slightly in keeping with her doctor. It was, yes, it was. It wasn't that it was, you know, you had the the overbearing fourth doctor or whatever that suddenly turned tail and run. Yeah, <laughs> when faced with it. I mean, you know, when when faced with any any sort of human emotion, this doctor's sort of either been totally oblivious to it, yeah, or has mis, mis misunderstood what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, it's not necessarily. It wasn't necessarily that it was. It you could say, oh, son, suddenly, the doctor acted out of. Character. No, no, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. It, it was it was in keeping um, with this particular regeneration. I felt so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really got much else to, to to say about this one. Really, I just I just thought it was. Um, I don't know. It, it was a bit of a. I just think it's a. I felt like it was a bit of a mishmash. Really. Yeah. I, I just felt. felt this it was, one. I felt more disappointed that some of the good ideas in it just didn't go anywhere. No, they didn't. given given time to Yeah, yeah. to I breathe mean, and to take shape. Yeah. I mean I I, that's I, more that's more yeah. the problem with it. It's it wasn't necessarily that I came away thinking, well that was a silly story or that was you know unenjo- unenjoyable. It was just the fact that actually I felt there was a lot more could have been done with this. And it wasn't for whatever reasons. Whatever reason, yeah, yeah, it just didn't quite. For me, it didn't quite work. It, it really yeah. didn't. Especially the um, 
the sci-fi part of this. Yeah. Didn't work at all. But, uh, oh well, oh well. well actually, just, just before we stop thinking, throwing forward to next week. Yes. And slightly spoilerish, but the, it's in the... The Haunting of seem, Villa Diodati, yes. We, we seem to be... Well, we, we get the reference to Frankenstein. Mm. Which, if we take that as being... If you think about Frankenstein's monster being given life from spare parts, and we know there's a Cyberman... On its way. ...story somewhere on its way. Yes. It does get the feeling that this may be... The, may be a logical a, leap. Yeah, or... Yeah. You know, a bit of a a, a two parter into that, or even though so it's the last two bits supposed to be a two parter, so is this almost going to be a three parter? Maybe it is. Is this going to be I've, I've, utopia? I've also to... put people um, theorising that it's actually Graham, who's the lone Cyberman, who right. um, who who basically you know the Cybermen give him give him the offer of Cuny's cancer, right? Which, in a funny way, kind of makes sense. Yeah, but okay, it's just a theory. It's just a theory. So it would it would also make more sense of the Doctor's reaction at the end of this, because then that that could be said to have pushed him to thinking, well, if the Doctors can't help me, yeah, it's also that people are that, saying that, they can. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe it ties back into Jack's warning of don't give the lone side man what he wants, which is in Graham's case a cure. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But there's again, a, there's, a, there's, there's a bit of pointless speculation. To it was a bit pointless, but also it, it does seem that uh, again, um, Yaz and Ryan are sort of questioning about their time on the TARDIS, aren't they? Sort of yeah. like Ryan says, missing his friends. His nightmare basically was seeing his friend get old without him, and the planet on fire. Yeah. And you had the return of those future humans again, didn't we, from uh, Orphan 55? Yeah. We're, we, it, does, it does get the feeling that particularly Ryan is, is being given a... There's going to be a point where he's going to turn around and say, no, I need to go back to my life. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem to be heading that way. But, uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So... Uh, well, folks, we're nearly in the, in the we're in the final straight now, basically, of of this series of Doctor Who. So, as we said earlier, um, next week is the haunting of the Villa Diodati, which features uh, Mary Shelley at least. I don't know about Frankenstein, but certainly Mary Shelley. So, um, hard to believe that it doesn't come up. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Yeah, don't, we don't get the monster at some point. Yeah, it's got to. That's be, got to be the sci-fi element, surely. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, be like doing Bram Stoker and then not mentioning Dracula. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, we haven't got too long to wait now. It's only a, no. a few days away. A few days away. So anyway, folks, um, that's what we thought about it. Uh, but what about you good listeners out there? What did you think of Can You Hear Me? So we've got the, um, some Twitter, Facebook and uh, email feedback. So thanks once again, everybody, uh, for sending this through. Uh, so first of all, we'll go through the Twitter feedback. Um, first of all, we have uh, at Mama Crow. And they say, terrifying and brilliant. Okay, there's a thumbs up there. At Who News says, it feels like the week... Is it a flying thumb? So, say again, sorry? <laughs> so, was it a flying thumb? Sorry, I don't get oh. that. 
You said thumbs up there. Oh, fl- oh dear, dear, oh thumb. dear, oh dear. That's terrible. Why didn't I get that? <laughs> You're ill. I'm ill. That's it. Excuses. <laughs> anyway, um, at Who News says, um, it feels like the weekly moralistic end of episodes we saw in He-Man. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. Yes, thank you. We, we reminded that last week, weren't we, for, um, for yeah. some of our feedback. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of love for He-Man. There is, isn't there, actually, yeah. Um, at Cult Dissection says, worst episode of the season, absolute drivel. I like the mention of the Celestial Toymaker, though. Same species, it seems. Yes, it, it did seem that way. Uh, so on to our Facebook feedback. Um, Andrea Gill uh, writes us and says, I'll never look at earplugs in the same way again. Oh, quite true, actually. Um, Martin Avell from the Bad Wolf podcast says, Can you hear me? Yes, but I wish I hadn't. Mm, not a lot of love coming here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. Uh, Joan Alexander uh, writes in and says, I think the subtext and the development of the companions was handled very well. The story was poor and a tad throwaway. Yes, we completely agree. Um, that bit when the doc couldn't think of any words of wisdom to allay Graham's fear of his cancer returning put her in a bad light. On the other hand, maybe that was to show how awkward people can be when discussing such serious issues. Bit of a mixed bag, and when you've got a brief glimpse of the mythos, that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Thanks very much, Joan. I think that's pretty much what we were discussing as well there, actually. Uh, Jeff Waddle. Uh, Jeff still continues to enjoy this series. It says, bordering on full-blown horror and psychedelia. The Toymaker gets a nice mention as an internal, nice setup for what's coming, I think, being male and female halves. Isn't that kind of what those two were last season in the in the in the battle of in the is it the bottle of Ravi Shankar? Um, it's <laughs> it's kind of the issue with the universe game playing baddies. It's impossible to show. Instead, you only get a small idea of what they do. Really, what the hell did Sutek do apart from sit on his chair? Good point. Nine out of ten. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Uh, next up, we have uh, Jeff Michael Lin- uh, Jeff Michael is it John Michael Lindsay? Sorry, sorry, John Michael. Um, he says, I have to admit. I was quite surprised with the writing credit of this episode. Neither heard of Charlene James, more because it was very similar to Neil Gaiman's first collection of the Sandman comics. A powerful eternal trapped in a prison not of their making, who is Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams. I'm not familiar with the with Sandman at all, actually. No, I really I'm not. Um, anyway, he continues. Uh, parts of the episode still felt a little sketchy, but on the whole, a huge improvement on the last couple of weeks. I'm very pleased with the direction it took in terms of the mental health issues and turned into something positive. The Aleppo introduction was a nice touch and I like the twist in the tale as the story's resolution. I suppose the only question I've left is did Tahira have her mind wiped before she went home? Yes, good point. I'd say no, she didn't. No. No, yeah, yeah, it's just, just very people that the doctor... Likes from history, their mind wipes. I don't know. No, maybe, maybe. But uh, anyway, so on to our uh, email feedback. And we have um, first we have Ian Key, and Ian says, Evening. After not enjoying the two stories with a message you think I'd probably not think I'd like this one, but I did. It was a strange one, though. At times it felt underwritten and needed some padding, but at the same time, I felt there could have been more. The Eternals seemed too big to be introduced and written out in one 50 minute episode and would have worked better than, say, the monks in Moffat's final season. Overall, very good though. Creepy and unnerving, and a nice lead into what should be a great three episodes to close the season. Have a good week. Cheers, Ian. Yeah, I think we're just sort of saying we think this is going to be a, 
um, potentially almost like a, a three-parter rather than a two-parter. Yeah, but, thinking about that and just saying about the the Eternals seemed to be too big to be written in and written out. I mean, there is almost a point that you could have actually used them like the Black Guardian that has them pop in yeah. and out without actually needing, particularly there being a resolution. Mm, that's right. That's what you could have had, and but... which, which would which would have got which would have solved the problem of of the too quick solution. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I totally agree. But uh... oh well, oh well. So we'll we'll see how this is. We've only got three episodes. See how this all pans out now. But yeah. but anyway, uh, lastly, we have um, our usual email from Daniel Witterbottom Stanley. Uh, he says, "Dear Phil and Paul, I hope you're well. I've had a troubling week. I finally got a lady to agree to go on a date with me." But halfway through our meal, she went to the toilet and never saw her again. I'm now leading a campaign to have female toilets removed from restaurants. They're clearly dangerous. I met Sophie Aldridge this week. It was fab. Mel is my favourite companion. Anyway, I thought this episode was an interesting experiment. Although the new Ice Warriors design is strange. Skin tight with blades on their feet. No idea why they kept jumping off that slope. It felt slightly repetitive. Each character more or less copied what the person before them did. It was a nice change of pace, though. Remind me of Mission to the Unknown. It was great to have a break from the usual cast, but the return of Richard Dinsdale was uncalled for. Thanks, Daniel Winterbottom Stanley. I think about what might be watching the wrong programme there, Paul. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I don't know. Dep- depends on who you voted for at the end. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, thank you very much for the feedback again, folks. Please keep it coming. Um, we, we do enjoy reading it out. I really do. And it's good to gather people's opinions um, on here as well because it's um, well it's just us two old farts usually isn't it <laughs> yeah oh dear well um, anyway I think that just about wraps up this episode before my voice completely gives out on me um, so um, so as we said next week we have the the haunting of uh, was it the haunting of Villa Diodati so it's yeah. featuring Mary Shelley and I'm assuming it's got to be Lord Byron as well hasn't it I presume so. Yes, because they were all there at that villa when when she apparently had the the nightmare that came up with uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. hmm, Okay. We shall see. We shall see. So anyway, folks, until next time then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.